You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So we're doing something a little bit different. This is my guy Pete Sweeney. He is with Arrowhead Pride. Is this like a YouTube podcast mashup when it comes to the breaking news, when it comes to Kareem Hunt being released by the Kansas City Chiefs? It's a big blowout. I mean, this is big breaking news. It's Friday night, me and you hanging out at the radio station. No no place I'd rather be right now. I just want to tell you guys a little bit behind the curtains. It is 9.52 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> I came up here. Pete came up here. We've been up here talking about this for the last 30 minutes. We wanted to give you guys this content. It's going to be on my YouTube page. Thanks you so much for checking it out. Like and subscribe. Uh, it's going to be on Arrowhead Pride. Yeah, you could, you're also probably listening on the Arrowhead Pride podcast channel, which is you know on Spotify, iTunes, things like that. So let's just start with this. Clark Hunt today released a statement. I'm sure you know at this point, if you clicked on this video or on this podcast, the Chiefs announced Friday in a statement that they have released star running back Kareem Hunt. Here is a full statement from Chiefs owner Clark Hunt. Quote, earlier this year, we were made aware of an incident involving running back Kareem Hunt. At that time, the National Football League and law enforcement initiated investigations into the issue. As part of our internal discussions with Kareem, several members of our management team spoke directly to him. Kareem was not truthful in those those discussions. The video released today confirms that fact. We are releasing Kareem immediately. Let's start with this. I'm surprised that he is released. We were talking about this on the show earlier today. I thought this was at a minimum four-game suspension, maybe something like the Ezekiel Elliott scenario we saw last year play itself out for the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't even really allow myself to think that Kareem Hunt was going to be released in this scenario. If this was a lesser player, I think he gets released in February whenever the issue happens. Like You're not good enough to do this off the field. But the fact of it's one of the three best running backs in the NFL, five best running backs in the NFL, if we want to be really generous with how good Kareem Hunt was, I didn't think there was any way that the Chiefs were going to release him based on the video that we saw. Chiefs did it in, what, eight hours? Yeah, and it was a surprising move, and I was just as surprised. And as you mentioned, I think the more talented you are, the bigger leash you have, which makes this so surprising. Kareem Hunt is a rare talent. A rare, rare, rare talent. So you look at this and, and you look at an incident and you've seen incidents across the league. So you, your, your gut is telling you, okay, there's no way he gets released. I said to myself at the beginning of the day when this all started to develop in the afternoon when TMZ Sports released the video, I thought it was possible he got released, but I thought that was a far-fetched uh, final decision that the Chiefs could make. I kind of think there's more out there to this story. I kind of think there is additional information for Kareem or there's more to the video or there's something more damning and the Chiefs kind of wanted to get out there in front of it because there at least is a precedent set for four-game suspension, six-game suspension. Now, maybe the Chiefs now have a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to abusive situations and assault concerning women. Hey, I'm for it. Kudos when it comes to that. But we can agree It would have been easy, maybe that's not the right word to use in this, it would have been easy for the NFL to say there's a policy in place for violence against women. We are going to sit Kareem Hunt down for the next six six games. They even could have sat him down for the rest of the season and he just would have came back at the beginning of 2019 and would have had to be, quote, reinstated by the team February of 2019. 
for them for there to be an outright release to this, either you have a zero tolerance policy for it now, or to me, there is something deeper going on and you wanted to now get out in front of it. I think there could be definitely additional problems internally with Kareem Hunt, and I look at towards Andy Reid. He does not a guy who's ever going to air out any laundry. He kind of keeps things to the team. He kind of keeps things with his players under wraps. So I think there definitely could be more here. What I look at in this organization, at least based upon the statement they put out, this is what I think. There's this red line, imaginary red line, right? Think about Tyreek Hill. It's hard not to think about Tyreek Hill uh, in, in this situation. On the left side of the red line, it's before you join the Chiefs organization. So let's think about Tyreek Hill. He made a mistake then. Once you step over that red, uh, red line now and you're a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, there is no more lying. Everything that happened before, there's no more lying. You have to tell the truth. You have to be honest. If, if you get into trouble, that's okay as long as you tell the truth. Based upon the statement, if you really read it carefully, the video released today confirms the fact that Kareem was not truthful in the discussions. It says nothing about what happened in the video, if you really read the language. So it was an honesty thing. At least that is what the Chiefs are putting out. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly the thing that they're putting out there, and I can't deny it or not because if you remember... Kareem Hunt has the video, and I can play it for you guys if you guys were kind of don't remember it. Remember, Kareem's telling the story, and he was like asleep in his room. Remember how Kareem tells the story right. of he went in run room, he was asleep, and he had nothing to do with it. Obviously, it was not factual when it comes to the story. I just, and again, maybe it's cynical for me and how I approach NFL teams, and this is a bias I have when it comes to domestic violence, assault against women, and the NFL in this. I just find it hard to believe with the information in place. We think about what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. We think about what happened in other situations. There was a protocol in place for you to suspend him for four games, six games, and for him to come back on the team. For you to have an outright release of Kareem Hunt, I'm trying to think of a scenario. And I, I don't want to downplay what we saw on the video. But I do think that the public, if you had a six-game suspension and Kareem Hunt would have came back, I think that punishment would have been sufficient for a lot of fans. So the fact of you were taking it to the absolute extreme in this scenario, to me kind of screams there's more happening behind the scenes and the Chiefs want to get out ahead of it. There's an angle to this, too, and I know you're a Hard Knocks fan. You saw John Dorsey with Hugh Jackson when the Browns were all happy, as everyone is during Hard Knocks, and how excited they were for Josh Gordon. John Dorsey... Of course, mentored Brett Veach. He worked with most of the staff at the Chiefs, the guys that ended up staying. And when it came to Josh Gordon, if you remember, it, was, it was, wasn't anything Gordon had done. It, it was lying. It was not being honest with the organization. And then all of a sudden, boom, he got the ax. So and to, Peter, though, it's kind of funny, though. I'm sorry to cut you off when you no, bring up hard knocks. If you remember Antonio Callaway. Antonio yeah. Callaway, like, I'm starting to think that these players, like most people, when they get in trouble, are not the most honest people in the world. Because you remember Antonio Callaway got in the trouble. Now, not to the same degree that Kareem Hunt just got in trouble. It's not like when he got pulled over by the police and had the weed in his car. He's running, hey, Mr. Dorsey, guess what happened last night? He was kind of hoping nothing happened. They found out on NFL Network or however they found out. Because remember, he was like, the right. next time this happens, there's plans in place for you to call us and let us know we can't find out this way. So maybe the systems aren't exactly the same. And maybe there's a one-strike policy. Gordon, of course, had some stuff that had happened with the organization. That, that's why, you know, even at the beginning... Gordon of his, had 11 strikes. Right. That, <laughs> not nine lives. That's why at the beginning of this podcast, as we're talking, you're saying there could be more. I think that's a very reasonable thought like maybe there was more behind the scenes that we hadn't seen come out through police reports things like that because you know more times than not a person is what they are you know what I mean that you usually are what you are when there's smoke there's fire so there, there definitely could be a history that we don't even know about I want to read to you guys this is from Ian Rappaport he is with NFL Network I want to read his tweets from his Twitter page more on Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt the NFL has begun an investigation following the incident in February including a review of the new information that was made public today 
Then he went on, neither the NFL nor the Chiefs had seen the video, the video before it was published. I'm told the league made several attempts to obtain it. The hotel said it was corporate policy to only turn it over to law enforcement. Cleveland PD would not provide it to the league. While no charges were filed by the Cleveland PD, the NFL had continued its investigation, which included contacting the alleged victims. They did not respond to multiple messages, sources say. The NFL is at least selling to you the fan and their stances. We did everything we could to find this information, and we got blindsided. My question to the league and to the Chiefs would be is, you're a billion-dollar company. Right. You're a billion-dollar company. You have a department where their sole responsibility is to find this out. How did this happen? It's not like the video just magically appeared. The video existed from February 10th, and I was making this point on the show today. This is not like it's some cell phone camera video that only one person owned. No. This was the hotel surveillance video. Again, you have a whole team of NFL security. Their sole job is to acquire this information and give it to you at some point. How did they let this fall through the cracks? That's the one thing that is the big disconnect. It's how did TMZ Sports beat the NFL to this video? And it wasn't only just the hotel video, which everyone knows exists in, in almost every hotel, at least you know four or five stars, whatever they ended up being in. I'm sure Kareem Hunt is not going to a crappy hotel. So you know the video exists. So how does the NFL not get ahead of it, ahead of it being a billion-dollar industry that it is? And there, there was also police body camera that were, that were interviewing people that apparently the NFL and the Chiefs had not seen as well. So, yes, that to me, if there's any grand disconnect about this whole situation and all the information that has come out, it's that, yeah, they hadn't seen the video and they tried everything in, they, in their power. So TMZ, in, in, in essence, and what you're saying in that is TMZ is more powerful than the NFL. And Pete, let's not forget, this is the second time this has happened. It happened with the Ray Rice situation. If you remember, Roger Goodell originally suspended Ray Rice for the two games. TMZ releases the video. We all know how that story ended up. If you're the NFL, there had to have been some internal conversations and some protocols and every individual 32 teams in the NFL of how do we avoid this situation going on again? How did it happen again to the NFL? How did a prominent player, ESPN just determined, was the fourth most valuable player under 25 in the NFL? How was there a video existing of him striking a woman and you, the NFL, couldn't get a hold of it? Unbelievable. The Chiefs couldn't get a hold of it, but some $70,000 employee at TMZ could somehow backhand finesse and get this video courtesy of the Cleveland Police Department. Or it could have been the hotel. I don't know where the video came from, but the video either came from the hotel or the police. I don't really know who else the video could have came from. Either way, it's embarrassing, right? It doesn't really matter where the video came from, but I just look at this situation, and I know you already had mentioned Ray Rice, and we talked about Tyreek Hill. I like the precedent that the Chiefs set here. And I understand they're pointing to the honesty of Kareem Hunt. I, I think part of the reason in doing that is because if you start to mention the video and what's transpired in the video, I think a lot of fans will question, well, why is T Tyreek Hill still, still here? But I think the bigger message the Chiefs sent today is no matter who you are, you can be the most talented player on, on the team. I, again, I think Patrick Mahomes might be the one exception to that. But no matter who you are, no matter how talented you are on this team, there is a zero-tolerance policy for this type of stuff, and I think that's a good precedent if you're a fan. I just think this really goes to, and I don't disagree with what you're saying, I think it goes to the power of video and images. Like I always say this about Chris Brown. The story about yep. him hitting Rihanna, the image that will stand in the minds of a lot of people was not just hearing that Chris Brown hit Rihanna. It was when TMZ had the mugshot picture or the picture from Rihanna when she was in the hospital. And you could see the physical effects of what Chris Brown did to her. 
the Ray Rice video, the image of seeing an NFL player uppercut his wife was such a lasting And her being knocked out. Yeah, that the NFL could never come back from it. This was a scenario, and I never talked to you about this before, I didn't really know where to stand on this situation. You had her side of the story, you had his, her, uh, his side of the story. Both sides of the story made a lot of sense. It was a true he said, she said. Now we get more information, we have the ability to decipher for ourselves because we have the video of it, and then that helps us form our opinion that, man, something had to be done about it, that I'm with you. I would love to believe that we are in this new day when it comes to the NFL and a zero-tolerance policy, but man, Reuben Foster just got claimed from waivers last week after he was charged with domestic violence at a team hotel. I just find it hard to believe we're in this new day. Maybe we are, and this is the thing that changes it, and I would love for that to be the case. But this just feels to me, and again, I, I can understand if I'm being cynical. That's how people are hearing it. I just feel like there's something deeper, and the Chiefs wanted to get out in front of it, which is certainly a good move by them. Right. But I'm not going to be the one, maybe the first one, to pat them on the back and say, hey, we got this zero tolerance policy, because we agree, if we had video of the Tyree Kill incident, he would never be in the NFL if there was a video that existed. I'll get on the Chiefs for a lot of negative things that they do. I just like in this particular scenario, for any reason that it was, they said finally, you know what? This happened under our watch, and we're not letting that happen again. And there's a punishment for that, and it sends the right message to a really young team. You know, this is a team whose star players are mostly in their early 20s. So you you, you, you send a clear message. They're going to get in a team meeting tomorrow. Might be an hour or two longer. They're going to have a conversation about this. And now, if, now the team knows. Listen, you have to not only represent the Kansas City Chiefs on the field, you have to do the right thing off the field. And I, I like that message as a fan. And it doesn't matter who you are. And, and that's that's the beauty of it because this is the rushing champion. This isn't your third running back. This isn't Damian Williams, Frank Zombo. This is the rushing champion from last year. I understand it's not Todd Gurley, but it might as well be, you know, for the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, no, this certainly sets a precedent that will certainly send shockwaves throughout the rest of the team. If we can, let's talk about the football aspect of sure. it, because there certainly is a football aspect uh, in this. Obviously, you're losing one of your best offensive players. If I had to give a ranking of the guys on the offense and maybe the easiest one to overcome... I probably will put Sammy Watkins number one just because you have Tyreek and because you have Travis Kelsey and you have Chris Conley and Demarcus Robinson. Kareem Hunt would probably be second just because of Spencer Ware and the position. Spencer Ware, I think, is a capable number two. Now, I don't know if he can be your number one. I think we saw what happened when he's the number one. But Spencer Ware with this passing attack and then you uh, sprinkle in a little Damian Williams, maybe you pick somebody up off the scrap heap. I don't think this damages the Chiefs the way maybe maybe it would appear on the surface of losing a player as talented as Kareem Hunt. I think this is something you can manage just given how dangerous your passing attack is. It's hard to say that about this situation, this podcast, and I want to you know say uh, you know you understand the gravity of what happened today. Now that being said, and you turn the page to football, what's funny is last month I watched Spencer Ware. You know I, I forget what game it was. It might have been against the Bengals, but I tweeted out. I said, you know what? This guy can start somewhere. He can't be on the Chiefs next year because he can start. I think you have a starting running back behind Kareem Hunt, so that's fortunate in it. And you mentioned Damian Williams. I think that's maybe your third down back in passing situations uh, where he comes in and he's a threat through the air as well. I think you see both of them. I think you see Spencer Ware more, but Damian Williams will definitely be in that mix as well. I believe it was the game against the Cincinnati Bengals because I remember thinking, if you're going to let Spencer Ware get screen plays on third and 20, you got no chance of winning this game. Uh, yeah, like, you I know, think like that's you, what it was. You have no chance of winning this game. He's good. I got confidence in Spencer Ware. Like maybe that's certainly part of the situation too. We talk about like maybe the gravity of the decision of if we got to make this move at Kareem Hunt, we feel really confident that we have a backup that can step right in. Certainly the understanding the importance of what happened, but 
this is a position that you at least have a capable backup, like the next man up mentality. You're going to lose something not having Kareem Hunt. There's of no course. denying that. But Spencer Ware is probably what? 80% of what Kareem Hunt was? 85% of what Kareem was? When you couple that with the passing attack, you're certainly capable offensively still. Yeah, and I, I've re- like I said, I've just really liked Spencer Ware and the way he's rebounded from the injury. I mean, he missed an entire year and came back and, and in his limited opportunities this year has looked like a starting back. And now, you know, he, he, he does the right thing off the field. He's a guy that you can rely upon and, and you reinsert him into this lineup. And I'm excited to see what he can do. This is not the end of the season. You know, I think I saw a lot of uh, Chiefs fans on Twitter. Well, another year. There goes another year. Super Bowl dreams are over. Are they still the favorite in the AFC after this? I believe so. I, unless, unless something miraculous happens where we wake up in a world tomorrow where uh, Kareem Hunt is suddenly off the exemption list, and he signs with the New England Patriots. Then I think maybe you aren't. But I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think Kareem Hunt plays the rest of the season. No, I don't think Kareem Hunt plays for anybody this season. I'll play devil's advocate just for the sake of this podcast. Of I think about the two players that the Patriots had the hardest time stopping. One was Tyreek Hill. Second one was Kareem Hunt. Kareem yep. Hunt destroyed the Patriots the two times they've gone up against him. You know you're not going to have that guy. Who knows what you're going to get from Sammy Watkins? You are starting to pluck some very important pieces of this offense that we agree defensively you're always going to be lesser on that side and you're probably a bottom 12 defense in the NFL and your offense is going to have to score a whole lot of points. Man, if we're knocking off three points a game from this offense, four points a game for this offense, that's got to come from somewhere. Can your defense pick up the slack? We've talked about it on your outstanding show, The Drive, with uh, Fanning. Amazing show. <laughs> it's an amazing show. The key to the Chiefs and their playoff hopes, whether Kareem Hunt was on this team or not, it's going to be not going to Foxborough when it comes to New England Patriots. To play doubles devil advocate at my own point about the Chiefs being the favorites, I think that there's a little team that no one has been talking about in the Houston Texans who's won the last Fanning eight, loves the Texans. eight games in a row. Texans are fool's gold to me. I To me, I, there are some threats there. Are the Chiefs still the favorite, though? I think so. Right now they are, to me. I'm still leaning Chiefs, but it's a very slight lean with the New England Patriots. It'll be interesting to see which way Vegas goes next time they release these AFC odds. Would you rank it Chiefs 1, Patriots 2, Steelers 3? I like the Texans, too. I like the Texans. I'm not high on Houston, man. I'm just not a believer. I'm not a believer when it comes to the Houston Texans. I, I look at them. They went 0-3, and they're they're playing better than anyone really in the AFC these past eight weeks. And again, their schedule isn't as tough as everybody else, but they can't control that. They're just playing their schedule. And you know what? They're doing a, a great job and their defense looks scary. I like the Texans sneaky. You know, I, I almost look at the Chiefs and Patriots right now and, and I give the Chiefs, as you were kind of alluding to, a slight advantage. So maybe it's a 1A, 1B type situation, more than 1 and 2, but I, I'd maybe go Chiefs, Pats, and then my Texans right there. You love the Texans. Let's. I'll ask you this question yeah. and then we'll kind of summarize it and wrap sure. it up. I think this is bigger than the Peters thing is because when the Marcus Peters thing, you at least had Kendall Fuller, yep. and that kind of softened the blow a little bit when it comes to the loss of having Kareem Hunt. Like It it lessened it just a little bit because we were looking at it of, man, you got this really good 1A, you got this number two corner. All right, hey, you still got a number one corner in Kendall Fuller. And I look at this at the middle of the season and not having Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware capable when it comes to this. Man, this offense was just able to beat you over the head with so many weapons. They were able to beat you over the head with potential MVP Patrick Mahomes. They were able to beat you with last year's Ruster champion Kareem Hunt. They were able to beat you with two guys who have caught 1,000 yards at receiver and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. They were able to beat you with a guy like Travis Kelsey. Again, I'm not saying that you're making this offense normal because I still think they got too many pieces. 
But again, you are lowering the ceiling for what this offense has, and that means the defense has to elevate itself that much more that we're going from talking about a potentially historic all-time kind of offense. We do got to see what it looks like with the threat of because how teams are going to defend them with now having sprints aware instead of Kareem Kareem Hunt. It has to be different. Yeah, you mentioned how it's bigger than Marcus Peters. Not only I I think it's a bigger than that story and a bigger impact on the Chiefs, this may be the biggest story of the NFL season across the league. Kareem Hunt, is the rushing champ. He's one of the biggest playmakers and the best playmakers in the league, and he's now a free agent. He's going to be a free agent. I'm not really sure exactly sure how it's going to work with the exemption list. That's something we're going to have to sort out. But I would actually put Khalil Mack still number one. That him getting traded? Yeah. It's, t- it's close. I mean, you got to think. I mean, there was a time in the middle of August. I would have told you, like, man, when hey, you- th- these situations always get fixed. Khalil Mack's going to show up for the Oakland Raiders. Then it was like, oh. They're really going to trade Khalil Mack. He's either going to the so Jets dumb. or the Bears. And so then we dumb. see, and now the Bears, who are a legitimate Super Bowl contender, right. it's largely because they traded for Khalil Mack. I just look at the all-purpose yardage and just the different things that Kareem Hunt can do, and, and that kind of leads you back into the the other point of your argument. This is clearly not as good of an offense as it was yesterday. I think as a Chiefs fan, you got to admit that to yourself. But you got to have confidence in Andy Reid. you got to have confidence in Spencer Ware. And I think Damian Williams is here for a reason. It's going to be a little bit different looking now because Kareem Hunt can kind of do the things that both of those guys can do. And I, you, and now what you do is you shift what Kareem Hunt and his role into to, to almost a committee-type deal. Again, I think you see a lot of Damian Williams when it comes to passing downs and, and Kareem Hunt um, you know, could really be out there no matter really what the situation is. Again, I think it'll be a duo-type deal now. If you want to play conspiracy theory... Maybe the reason that the Chiefs were stockpiling so many running backs over the summer was they thought something could happen to Kareem Hunt. Because you remember there, they were picking up Sherman Williams and Kerman Williams and Damian Williams. and They had three Williams. This is one They were picking up all the Williams. Darrell Williams now you know, could get an opportunity to, to be in the mix there as well. He's that running back from LSU, undrafted mm-hmm. free agent. Uh, you're right. Uh, that actually, I didn't even think about that until Montel you said it Montel Williams, here. they were picking up everybody. At 10.23 p.m. on Friday night. Yeah, I, I, I would say... Well, it's an interesting little conspiracy theory, and and, and you because I remember writing for ArrowheadPride.com, I wrote an article. What's with all the what's with all the running backs the Chiefs are picking up? And, and it certainly makes it seem like they knew. Now, when you think about it, they were preparing that something could happen, and he could get suspended, and they were going to be without him. That's how it feels. The signs pointed. The, the signs certainly, certainly pointed. Like that we direction. talk about actions and not words. When they were picking up all those running backs, it would lead to think that they didn't think they were going to have Cream Hunt for the beginning of the season. That that's what that's how it feels. At least that's how it feels. I don't know. That's how it feels. Acknowledging that we are just theorizing between you and I right now, there's a little bit of a... There are pieces to a conspiracy theory there, for sure. We can end with this. This is the biggest day in the Chiefs since they drafted Patrick Mahomes. This is bigger than trading Alex Smith, because we all knew they were going to trade Alex Smith. This is bigger than trading Marcus Peters, because you could at least see the... Man, it didn't appear to be very good the last six weeks when it came to Marcus Peters. This is the biggest thing to happen to the Kansas City Chiefs as they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Today, we went from at the beginning of the day. Think about the full 24 (laughs) hours of Chiefs. We went from laughing at Oakland, Oakland's not a good team, let's just fast forward to the game against the Los Angeles Chargers, to not having Kareem Hunt at the end of the day. This is the biggest day the Chiefs have had since they drafted Mahomes. If I'm being picky, I think maybe I would argue... Week 17, when they saw that Mahomes could be good, because they keep saying that that was the reason they traded Alex Smith. Aside from that, 
Yeah, I, I, I think it has to be. And not only is this day important, I think now Sunday becomes important because I think the Raiders stink, but you want to see something out of your Chiefs offense. You want to see a little bit of a solid game out of Spencer Ware that makes you feel better now going into this stretch where you're going to need to beat a team like the Chargers on Thursday night without Kareem Hunt. You're going to need to beat a Seahawks team that's a tough team to beat without Kareem Hunt. Can you do it? And it'll be interesting to see because that could lead you right into the playoffs in a good way or a, uh-oh, did we make a huge mistake way when it comes to football again? I, I, I still stick with the Chiefs making the right decision here. That's my guy, Pete Sweeney, with Arrowhead Pride. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you can, like this video, comment below. We can keep the conversation going, and click subscribe if you want future YouTube content. Also, check out the Arrowhead Pride podcast page. Tell them how they can get all that information, man. Yeah, we got the Arrowhead Pride podcast. There's a lot of ways to listen to it. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. It'll be on our Twitter as well. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. That's my guy, Pete Sweeney. We out of here. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. <laughs>